we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the second episode in our reflection season. I am your host, Simone Roche, and this is the Northern Power Women podcast. Where in this season, I'm going to be talking to our Northern Power Women community about their reflections on 2021. In what has felt like the longest and the shortest year all at once, all at the same time, it has been without a doubt um, seen a change in how business is and can be done. Here at Northern Power Women HQ, we have certainly adapted, innovated, pivoted, even though I hate that word, uh, to make sure that, well, truthfully, that the business survived, but importantly, that we kept people connected, supported and enabled opportunities. Today, I'm chatting to someone who is very passionate about opportunities, but is extremely familiar with the so-called rules of the game when it comes to doing all things business and entrepreneurship. I am talking to the wonderful Sharon Davis, who is the chief exec of Young Enterprise. Sharon's stellar career is in youth work, latterly over the last 12 years in the charity sector, and is passionate about access to provision of opportunity for young people, having benefited firsthand from opportunities that have made a huge difference in her own life. Sharon is a graduate of Liverpool John Moores University, which I only just realised today, and postgraduate of Leicester University. She lives with her family in Bolton and is a keen open water swimmer and scuba diver. Brrr, I'm feeling the cold already. Welcome, Sharon, to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, it's brilliant. I didn't realise you were alumni of John Moores, the Liverpool John Moores. We've been doing lots of work around our power-up mentoring. Uh, yes, a bit, a bit, a bit late in the day. Uh, probably went when I was about 23, 24. So I did the youth work course there as I did a, and I had a brilliant experience there as well. Uh, and I think one of the things that came through in your intro, in your bio, is the word opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And you are indeed the, the, the chief exec of the Young Enterprise, which is an amazing organisation. Just tell us in how headlines what what you do and what your reflections if you like of this 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 crazy this crazy time we've been having yeah well young enterprise is a financial and enterprise education national charity we were founded in 1962 um, our vision is that every young person gets the opportunity to learn the vital skills and mindset to earn and look after their money and make a valuable contribution to their communities and you know for me What we know is that young people over the last two years have demonstrated every ounce of resourcefulness, resilience, creativity, but actually it's opportunity and support that are the key barriers to young people getting ahead, particularly for our communities that were already struggling to get ahead before the the pandemic. So, uh, and for me, why is it so important to me? Um, Well, I guess it's because I had my own 
experience really at the age of 19 working in the quick save in the north end of Birkenhead and um, yeah so I was working in the quick save north end uh, of Birkenhead and it was a youth worker who spotted me engaging with a group of young lads uh, in the supermarket in between you'll remember the concession of liquor save shoe save shoe savers and uh, and the quick save and I was talking to these lads and it was him that said you know you've got really transferable skills and for me that's that was the difference between my, it was a sliding doors moment. And I think that we have hugely talented young people, but what we've got to do is get the opportunities and the support, the mentors, volunteers, alumni and teachers out to ensure young people can make the most of those opportunities. I do indeed remember the quickie and the the shoe save and the liquor save. I do remember all those things. Obviously not as a child, I don't remember liquor save, but I do remember all of the above. But, you know, you've talked about... Do you remember the shoes? Do you remember the pumps, the white pumps? I I do, I do. Literally, we're going to have lost certain people on the podcast. Google it. Google Google shoe save and the quick save. Yes, it definitely was definitely part of that that whole childhood over here. Um, So what are your reflections on the last 20? 2020 you know 2021 year I feel like last year was a it was a really bizarre and then this year is it's been a long year but also it's flown by you know we've only got a few weeks to the end of the year so what what's your reflections on this year I think well I think if the pandemic's taught us anything is there's that leaders now know that there's they're not the smartest person in the room and I think smart businesses are investing in their people they're engaging them in uh planning and implementing the business strategy I think that you know my own reflections is that you know the understanding of employee insight and the importance of employee insight is critical to a business that's really looking to navigate and be agile um because what we know is that your business your customers are not an echo chamber of who you employ so you need to have really diverse teams who can really kind of cut across your customer base um i also think that you know 2021 was the year where you know i think authenticity as a brand builder not only as a brand builder but also kind of you know i think more and more because of what's happened to us um people are wanting to buy into purpose they're wanting to buy into something bigger than themselves and so therefore i think you know certainly as an organization we've done this but lots of other businesses are as well they're kind of really going back to their why they're going back to like what is it that we're trying to do here what is the purpose we're trying to create and i think that why is then an anchor for you when you're really struggling through some choppy waters all of my um analogies are um sailing but you know what i'm trying to describe here you know you've got something you've got a north star that you're going for and i think that having that throughout these last two years has been really important um and i think that the last thing i would say was that you know smart businesses are recognizing that you know to be agile you really need to kind of cut across those hierarchical structures and so you've got to be able to engage your team quickly ensure that you know who's the best person for that that kind of opportunity who's the best person to kind of respond to that need and recognizing that those hierarchical structures need to change and i think that that highlights two things for us and i think purpose is such a key key word actually and i think that authenticity so um a late uh, great friend of of 
the Northern Power Women community and Northern Power Futures was uh, the late Professor Jane Turner, who was the Pro Vice Chancellor over at Teesside University, who we sadly lost this summer. But we've conducted some research with Teesside over the last year and a half around what do the new traits of leadership look like. And it very much sits alongside that vulnerability, authenticity, uh, listening, all of those the, the, the skills that I think at the time when we started the research, it was very much, you know, Donald Trump was still in power and it was it was very much a, well, there was no emotional intelligence in it, shall we say, if you like. And I think so. So to talk about purpose and I think equally we're going into the second year of this research with Teesside and we're at, we're looking at it from a future perspective for exactly your point Sharon is you know our future workforce and our future leaders and our future talent are thinking differently about who and where they want to work um, and I think that's something that like you say the smart and savvy business leaders are are really you know sort of taking a look at and I think a, a recent survey or a survey at the back end of the summer was something like pre-pandemic uh, the most important reason for somebody to stay within an organisation was the salary and the salary expectations and the salary growth. That has now been sort of lessened down by something like 20%. Right up there next to it is the most important thing about being in your choice of employer or your choice of work is around purpose, is around working with organisations that are, you know, purpose purpose over profit, uh, you know, kind of thing or having that balance. So I think that's something really, you know, like you say, it's the, the smart the smart business decisions now, isn't it? And and this is why Young Enterprise does such amazing work with getting young people to start thinking with that business mindset. How do we encourage more entrepreneurs to set out on earlier age and also set the path of those purpose-led business and like like the B Corps and you know how do how do we do that? Well, I think I think it's first of all it's about mindset. Um, they, there's lots of research out there that says mindset is and you're uh, really influenced by your early influences. Financial mindsets and your attitudes around money are set by the age of seven. So if you can think about, you need to kind of get in and have those interventions early. So early on experiences of kind of entrepreneurship are really great. Uh, so I'll give you an example. We have a program called the Fiverr Challenge, which is what it says on the tin. Uh, encouraging children as young as five really to engage with and have their first taste of entrepreneurship by setting up a little enterprise with a fiver and making as much difference and profit if you can with that fiver in a month. So I think it's about having early, practical, tangible experiences. It's about having role models that are relatable. Um, so at the moment, what we have is on the telly, you can, if you, if you, if you ask young people to close their eyes and think about an entrepreneur, very often you'll hear somebody from from The Apprentice or someone from um, Dragon's Den. Now, more and more what is coming through, which is great, and it shows you the power of social media, are people like Ben Francis from Gymshark. But what we need is is more examples of young, younger people um, who have set up and run their own business. And of course, Ben Francis has a great story because, of course, he worked as a part-time, his part-time job was at Pizza Hut or, or, or a pizza place. And he then financed his business. And he talks about, you know, failure of lots of websites before Gymshark took off. So having relatable role models is really, really important. Um, Having the opportunity and the support. See, those two things are really, really key. It's great that you have opportunity, but without the support to maximise that and understand how you could transfer that learning. Because remember, failure is just feedback and you and I both know that very, very well. But if it's your first kind of rodeo and you don't really know you need somebody behind you or alongside you to say, well, actually, what would that mean? What does that mean you do differently next time? And that's critical. That support and opportunity together is really important. 
And a, a fantastic woman who introduced us in was a wonderful entrepreneur called Sam White. Um, and, and I remember uh, taking Sam on a few sessions that we were running with female businesses up in Lancashire. And, and I think that education piece is so, so critical, isn't it? That financial education, because we were talking 18 months ago about bounce back loans and C bills and all those things that were out there navigating that. And and remember that was a conversation we had about educating. Why are we not educating? And we were talking to these fantastic scale-up businesses. They weren't even startup scale-up. And uh, there was almost that education piece about what is financing? What is financing? And almost, if you've got a mortgage, then you've already got, you're already in a debt anyway. It's also just, it was almost just like, and I remember her just coming off this session and saying, oh my goodness, actually, I've been wanting to educate at this level, but we've got to take a step back. And I think this is the the power of what you're trying to do around your 1 million meaningful opportunities, isn't it, around financial education. Tell us about that, Sharon. So in January 2020, we um, launched a new strategy, a new four-year strategy. Uh, it's called No Time Like the Future. And it was all about opportunity and support. And what we recognised was that we have massively talented generation of young people, but the issue isn't talent. The, the issue is opportunity and support. And I keep reiterating that because it has such a massive, massive impact. Otherwise, it's a lottery as to where you're born, where you're raised, as to that the, as to the life chances you have. So what No Time Like the Future aims to do is provide a million, one million meaningful financial enterprise education opportunities. We know we can't do that alone. So what we're looking to is engage 40,000 volunteers, young enterprise alumni and teachers that will enable young people to make the most of those opportunities and support them, you know, essentially to build their futures. Wow, that's amazing. And you can find details of that in our show notes as well. So please do get involved because actually this is where you can change the future, isn't it? You can, what's it called? No time like the future, you know? So if we get so many people out there who want to get involved, who want to do good, who want to pay it forward, who want to make a difference, then please do because actually this is creating those business leaders, those entrepreneurs of the future. And I I love the, um, I love going back to the the failure is just learning, I think, piece there. I think that's, that's one thing that, again, it can, put, it can put you off right at the start, can't you, if you haven't got those figures right or those those networks right. And I think what you're trying to do with these relationships is it's it's educating, but also putting that, um, I think I've, I've, I've heard you talk before, where you, it's almost that social or digi- the social digital network in place as well. So because sometimes, you know, you may grow up in a community where you have those connections, but you've got so many people who are trying to forge, young, uh, you know, entrepreneur journeys. But if you haven't got that community around you or that expertise, or that that peer-to-peer group so I think what you're doing is 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 so it's fantastic and I you know I can't wait to see what comes comes out of this and and really helping support you hit that target because I again I know in your bio the importance of making these opportunities available regardless of the starting point is an area of work that is so that has been sort of a driver of you for the last 30 years hasn't it? Absolutely. I could. Absolutely. Because we know, don't we, that, you know, hugely talented generations of young people, but actually the opportunities aren't equally accessible. So what we're aiming to do with the million opportunities and the 40,000 volunteers, teachers and alumni is really target those communities who were already uh, experiencing real challenges and getting ahead before the pandemic. And that's 
you know, how do how do we increase place-based social mobility? So for me, it's about really making sure there are more opportunities in our communities. We have fantastic small businesses. How do we grow those small businesses? How do you create more enterprising workforces that can then work for those small businesses? It's not about taking necessarily young people leaving those communities. It's how can you provide those opportunities that allow them to stay should they want to? And for me, that's so important in, in what we're talking about in place-based social mobility. It's, it's not about reallocating the same amount of opportunities. It's getting more opportunities into our communities, getting more support so that young people can really build their future wherever they choose to do so. Can I ask what you think is so special about entrepreneurship across our northern landscape as we we battle, don't we, to level up and, you know, that's across race, age, gender, social mobility. But what's so special about entrepreneurship in the north? I've really tried to have a think about this. I think there's, I think I have to say this as a northerner, really, but I think there's a chippiness, isn't there, about us northerners, really? Um, I think that that really leans into entrepreneurship. I think we 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 don't give in, uh, we don't give in that or give up that that easily. I think um, you know, there's a great northern entrepreneur, um, Lou Cordwell, who you you know you know as well. I interviewed her, and she was saying that's you know that's really important that we don't give in, we don't give up but also you need to know when to give in when when an idea is not going to kind of work so you don't kind of flog it um and i think i think i mean this isn't solely the domain of of northerners i know but you know so many of the northern entrepreneurs that i know are genuinely passionate about doing something that makes a tangible difference to their communities to and and to really roll their sleeves up and say well actually that is a problem i've seen it i want to do something about it what can what can we do what can we do and i think you know as again that's not just the you know it's not just the domain of northerners but my experience a particular female um northern entrepreneurs is that they want to kind of have a crack at sorting things out and you know and i love that spirit i love that spirit about them and that and that is my reflection on our chat today as we come to the end of this reflections uh, podcast but it is that it's that crack on spirit it's a, it's a bit you know and i'm i'm kind of totally I'm, I'm i'm a bit like a moth to the flame about anything that is around purpose and opportunities so the fact that you have kind of sort of refocused and repointed sort of pre-pandemic through this 18-month journey where young people have been massively disadvantaged but really pointing it towards purposeful opportunities purposeful and creating you're creating now an opportunity for those great people out there to actually give back and support our budding entrepreneurs so I thank you for you know transforming what you're doing at Young Enterprise as well into even more success um, even more opportunities to, to to support the young people and these great ideas as well and and equally really getting behind that whole crack on spirit as well so I'm really delighted to have you part today. I hope we can add some volume and amplification to the already totally purpose-led business that you're running as well. So thank you for joining us today, Sharon. Thank you. I'm sorry, it's not been even longer. I've loved it. (laughs) Oh, I know. And it's it's so brilliant to be able to get to talk to you today. I know we have our regular catch-ups, don't we? And I'm like, I know what we'll do. We'll talk about it on the podcast and we'll get everyone else to get engaged and, and, and join in. So thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for tuning in. Please do tell your pals about it. Please do share this with with organizations, individuals who may be able to support uh, Young Enterprise with their skills or expertise or equally 
their young people in their communities who should get involved creating that entrepreneurial journey earlier on in their in their lives so please do reach out to us on socials at north power women on twitter and northern power women on all our other socials drop us a line at podcast at northernpowerwomen.com my name is Sarah Roche and you've been listening to the northern power women podcast and what goes on media production oh, yeah.